you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Matt Singers Management Podcast. Today, I have a visitor all the way from Dublin, which is Sinead Kern. So welcome, Sinead. Thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. Awesome. I'm super excited to have you on board. Uh, you're a smaller business owner, and yeah, I, I often work a lot with small business owners, but I haven't actually interviewed that many uh, on the podcast yet. So yeah. Super excited to to hear a little bit more about your background and so on. But just before we get started, as usual, there is people around the world who don't yet know who you are. So would you mind doing a little bit of an introduction and letting them into how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm Sinead and I'm the owner of a small online clothing business called Arlo Blue. I was originally a teacher and loved my job, worked in a disadvantaged school in Dublin, um, was really, really active in the school. Um, But I guess um, during the sort of recession here, sort of 10 years ago, things in school um, became quite difficult in terms of there was nowhere to move. There was an embargo on all sort of promotions and I guess being an ambitious person, it was difficult for me to see that I was going to keep doing the same thing and not being able to progress a little bit. Um, And even though teaching had probably always been what I wanted to do, about 10 years prior to that, again, my dad had said to me, you know, oh, it's a good idea to think about being your own boss because, you know, then you can't really be let down by anyone, only yourself. and, And that so that was always ringing in my ears a little bit. Um, and my dad had been let down, I suppose he, a typical Irish family, there was six children. And um, he, when I was, I think about 12, he, he was an accountant and he was made redundant from a job. And all of a sudden he wanted to put six children through university and the funds weren't there. So I think he was, um, yeah, a, a bit burned by that. And he had always said, you know, think about being your own boss, but my mom was a teacher and I thought I wanted to do that and I did and I thoroughly enjoyed it but that that his little words were kind of in my ear about oh maybe think about being your own boss so I had this two ideas one was that I love sports so I was like could I do something in sport and the other thing was fashion and I decided like fashion was their way to go and one of the things that frustrated me just back then was it was really hard to get good quality basic items that weren't at a really high high um price point or that weren't sort of fast fashion so somewhere in the middle and yeah that's kind of where it started and I started the search and I went back and I did a couple of uh, fashion qualifications I did a fashion styling qualification and a fashion a fashion buying qualification to sort of give me a little bit of background and yeah got into the research of how to start a clothing line so that was that's the background I guess awesome well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, one, no, I really one, enjoyed it. Yeah. One of the good things I've seen, I've actually seen generally teachers make amazing managers because they're so used to working with with people. And I'll actually say probably my my number one inspiration to getting into management was, was definitely a teacher as well. Uh, yeah, that's by, amazing. Yeah, nature, no, so. I, I fully agree. And you know what? Because of COVID, 
I have gone back and helped out some days in my own school and I'd forgotten how exhausting teaching was and how much management is involved, even with the smallest of kids. So I think it gives it gives you such an unbelievable um, sort of base for management and and multitasking and trying to do you know many things at one at one time and keeping all the plates in the air. So absolutely, it's it was a great foundation for me. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, from a from a management standpoint, starting out a business from from scratch is obviously not a, an easy task. I, I think one one of the, one of the issues I always had is when when people have been in business a while, the problem is always shiny objects, right? And and when when you have been an entrepreneur for a couple of years, you you tend to see uh, four new ideas every day and and wanting to start a couple of new businesses every minute. <laughs> but uh, but I think in the beginning that the difficult is always always starting up, right? It's always finding the idea, and and I think a lot of people initially put too much emphasis on the idea itself rather than just you know pick something and go with it but uh yeah starting up is hard right but 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 yeah. you've been through it so what when did you start up exactly um well i suppose i 2017 was when the sort of research and that was going in and i was doing a little bit of um like personal shopping and styling and that was giving me a really good idea of what women's problems were with clothing and again people were like I can't find a white t-shirt that you know is like okay quality or that doesn't cost you know 80 80 euro or whatever so that really gave me so then that sort of allowed me to start considering developing the product but yeah it was it was a complete minefield for me I I really didn't know where to begin and like I took to google a lot to find out how to do things um and it was really difficult because having been you know a teacher for 10 years I went in to school every day and there was nothing in that time that was new mostly mostly every day I, I I knew what was going to be thrown at me and when I was starting the business it was just every day I didn't know how to do something and there was lots of days where I just thought oh I don't know if I've taken on too much if it's more you know bitten off more than I can chew it really was it was overwhelming and I would think I'd figured something out and 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 then I would realize I hadn't factored in an important cost you know down to a very basic level of finding a manufacturer and getting a base price but then not realizing that actually I was going to have to add my duty and customs onto that and there was so many things that I just I was so unaware of um so yeah yeah, just it it literally well it went from being in school to every day being a school day in a different sense because I I had to learn so so fast and so much and it, it was exhausting at times it was it was it felt it felt overwhelming definitely at times what what I always feel and what I always see is that that to to most people it it it's such a important self development journey, right? Because exactly as you say, like most people who walk into a job, I mean, some jobs are obviously slightly different, and you learn new things. But the thing is, when you first start out your first business, like there is so much stuff to learn, right? And I exactly as you say, like there's so much you, you you're not consciously aware of what you don't know yet uh, but there's always a ton of things right absolutely and I think um one of I think it was actually Gwyneth Paltrow I heard on a podcast really early on and it was such a great thing but she said she had made a decision that there was sort of when she was starting Goop her business that there was she decided there was going to be no stupid questions and she was never going to feel stupid about asking a question so I think I very much um took that on board and that's something I still like 
I've started working with, you know, an SEO company. I've started working with a digital marketing agency, you know, subcontracting bits of work. And I just very much go in open and saying, I am learning and I want to learn all the time. And I am going to ask you questions that you may think are obvious, but that's how I get better at this. And that that approach has really stood to me, I think, um, because it, it helps me learn right from the from the bottom layer of things and people people you know really I think they respect the honesty on another level people are just like okay yeah I get that and and I've I've never had a bad response to that yet no no and I I think it's important I mean I I see a lot of business owners being totally the opposite and they're like oh you know I don't want to appear like I don't know what I'm talking about and and the the problem is it's that's a great way to make a lot of mistakes yeah right (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so asking questions and, and asking stupid questions can sometimes be, be the best lessons, right? Because sometimes, particularly in business, like it's the simplest thing that makes the biggest difference. As you, as you alluded to earlier, like even things like import tax and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many things that you don't know that you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many of those little potholes that, you know, and I mean, I definitely fell down some of them. I made mistakes and, um, but I think I would have made more had I not been like willing to kind of ask the questions. Um, I suppose I was lucky as well. I had like a, quite a good friend here in Ireland who has her own online jewelry business and she acted as a little bit of a mentor so I could go to her for a lot of things. Um, and that, you know, that's something else I recommend for people. If there's someone who's a bit ahead of you in your journey, you know, you can't go to somebody who is, I guess, maybe 10 years further down the line, but somebody who's a couple of years ahead, who's who's gone through all those little, um, you know, struggles and has like maybe had those little pitfalls too. That's That's been massively helpful to me to have someone just that little bit further along. Yeah, it, it's all about network. I know, I know everyone says that, but but particularly in, in the sort of early years of business, I mean, networking is just so important, right? And I, I think, again, this is one of the things people don't know where to start. They don't know how to go about it and so on. And I, I think fundamentally, it's just getting out, meeting people. I mean, meeting other business people, meeting people. I mean, they might not be in the same kind of business as you and so on, but you know, all, if you've ever started a business, you have experience and even you yourself, like now four years down the line, right? Like if someone's starting up now and so on, like there's a ton they can learn from you. And Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even when I started just doing a small bit of personal styling, it gave me some contact. And even for that, it allowed me to tell people about the idea I had for Arlo Blue, for this brand of, you know, basic clothing, but decent quality at a fair price. And and even getting sort of reassurance from people who were in business that that sounded like a good idea, you know, that that gave me. So just even I'm all I always say to people who are starting now, I was like, talk about your idea, tell people your idea. You know, some people are afraid to, I think say too much about it or you know say oh like they will think what like who am I to think about starting a business but just just like telling people I wanted to do it gave me such a leg up and gave you know gave me belief that it was it was there was something in the idea and that there was something behind it and that it was possible to do it so yeah I absolutely always say you know friends of mine are trying to start a totally different business it's a sports um sort of mixed you know men's women's type of thing here in Dublin and I'm like just tell everyone who you speak to in the next well what you're doing you know when somebody says to you how are you what's new tell them this because you just don't know who's going to be able to help you out who's going to and that really worked for me I just I got such amazing little insights from people in different businesses and like just 
again just direction and like a nod that yeah what I was doing was was probably going to work if if I just you know if I just worked hard enough at it yeah yeah and also I mean not get discouraged right I, I see I see a lot of people like one thing I, I've learned to be a bit careful with is sometimes uh, particularly friends and family and stuff can can sometimes not understand what you're trying to do and what you're wanting to do and you occasionally have to be a little bit careful with their feedback because yeah. again people people that love you and care about you want the best for you but they don't necessarily know and understand business so they might feel it's very risky and it's all, all these things and then which it probably is but but I look at it the other way around I, I still look at, at starting business and running a business being the best experience you can ever have because even even if it doesn't work out or you figure out it's not for you like that experience will make you an immensely better employee if you ever have to get a job in the future right? yeah and yeah I, full, I fully agree and you know I just and I, and I sort of went into it in a bit of a like win-win situation and that I, I hadn't fallen out of love with teaching. So I was sort of like, I just would like to try something. And I'd say, just I was at a stage where I wasn't able to progress in my teaching career. So there was very little to lose. I, I was able to take on a job share position where I was still teaching part-time and, you know, um, but absolutely, I, I think you if I if I had to go back teaching somewhere down the line it wouldn't be the end of the world but I've learned what I've learned is just in so many ways in terms of like practical skills you know IT skills or but also you know just like dealing with people and and you know um just getting things done I think that I would never have known yeah and that's actually like when I think back to school like my best teachers were definitely the ones that had experience behind them right yeah. and it was teachers that you know again they were teaching for the passion of teaching but they had done things that was very inspirational and and obviously nothing nothing bad around teachers if they haven't done it but you know again when you go from school to university to teaching directly like there's just a bunch of life experience you don't have yeah. and therefore it's hard to pass that on to students right yeah and, no definitely I th- yeah i think that's uh yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So generally, like what where are you at at the moment and sort of what's what what's your key challenges at this point in time? Um well, I suppose one of the things, and I was just speaking with somebody about this earlier, is that the pandemic um 2020 was actually really, really good for my business. Um, but it was probably only my you know my second year where we were really you know um on top of like looking at trends and tracking figures and stuff like that and the beginning of 2021 in Ireland has had been really good as well because people were in lockdown people weren't really able to get out shopping so actually currently the challenge is that since the restrictions have lifted a bit here in the last four months um people are spending their money a little bit differently again so I suppose I'm trying I'm finding it difficult to get a an idea of where what what is actually a regular month's revenue um I thought I knew <laughs> and then the last four months have sort of changed that um and so that's even hard in terms of you know like forecasting my you know my buy-ins and things like that like staff um I'm due we're we're hopefully me and my partner are hoping to move next year um he he was a carpenter and he has gone back and be, he's becoming an airline uh, commercial pilot so we're going to be moving out of Dublin so it's lots of change and I kind of 
based on the first six months of 2020, I was like, yes, this will all work out. I know exactly where we'll be. And now I don't know. So I suppose like a lot of businesses, um, the pandemic has really thrown me initially in a good way. It, it, it really increased our sales. And um, yeah, I mean, just to so many people online at all times because people were sitting at home. But now um, on the flip side of it, it's really hard to figure out what's a regular month revenue, what's going to be you know what's going to happen in in the market sort of in the early part of next year so yeah i guess that's currently where i'm at because it's just making forecasting everything really difficult forecasting how much stock to have how many people i need helping and um, yeah so that's currently my biggest difficulty i think oh i've, I've had a few e-commerce clients that have actually liked it quite a lot for that reason because the, the chances of them when you run an e-commerce business you often don't see a lot of money right yeah. because every when you have heavy growth what happens is that you you sell a bunch of stuff but then you need to buy even more inventory for next time around right so i've yeah. had quite a few people actually now here after the pandemic saying sales is slowing down a little bit which is great because they actually have a little bit cash in hand for a change yeah uh, yeah yeah no so. that i can i can i can see that too and well i sort of have used that cash to like do things that we hadn't done before like up to now i had been you know all the imagery what i was doing myself just on my iphone and i've invested in like you know having some proper photo shoots um you know like getting proper models um and like that uh you know i had been doing everything like like you know, I was the typical chief everything officer. I was doing like email marketing. I was trying to do a little bit on SEO. I was trying to do all the social media. So I suppose I've used that little bit of extra, you know, um, capital that we did get in into these other areas, which, you know, it, it's a good complaint. But um, um, yeah, I just that's where I that's where I decided to put it. And again, I'm hoping that there's going to be a payoff on those things. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been a tricky one to figure out. Yeah. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, what, what's what been your biggest challenge over the, here the first couple of years, like in terms of managing the business? And I mean, you, you just mentioned working with these different contractors and so on. So what what's sort of been the challenges around that? And what, what's been your biggest learning points from that? Um, I think, um, I, you know, mine is a product-based business. And I think just trying to figure out things like lead times things like that and understanding that every every date you're given you should probably add another month to it in terms of you know to allow for either a delay with your manufacturer or a lay with the logistics company or a delay of customs and so that's been something I've really struggled with you know even um, before COVID you know kind of planning that I was going to have stock in let's say February and then it may be not arriving till mid-March and you have six weeks where you're very little stock and you're you're trying it so that sort of thing the logistics of all that has been definitely challenging sort of on a product on a product base um, and then yeah I think the other side of it is is just learning about e-commerce there was so much I didn't know um, and you know I you think you're kind of getting a handle on things and then you realize oh, okay well you know for example SEO was something only in the last year that I even realized really mattered and um, so trying to trying to get those things on board and and you know another thing definitely that I've decided um has been important is like 
you know, hire experts where you can. I was trying to do things and doing them badly and it was wasting time. It was, you know, it, it wasn't productive. It was a false economy. I thought, okay, well, if I can just try and do this myself, but all I was doing was wasting time and not getting results. And um, so, yeah, so definitely where you can, you know, I think if you can, if you can afford it to let the experts do those things. And, you know, my strengths are probably more in, you know, a, bit, a little bit more in the creativity around the social media and things like that. And, you know, my relationships that I've built with influencers here in Ireland or and that over on social media. And I think allowing myself to spend more time on that and letting the experts do those other things has, has you know, has definitely been a benefit. And I think I will definitely see more of that in the coming year as well. Yeah, that's yeah. also one of my favorite things. So one, one of the things that I always love doing is is that for, for a very particular reason. So I'm I'm always looking at it and like if I can get an expert in, like for take something like Facebook ads or something. Yeah. If you get an, an expert in to do it, if they can make it run and they can make it profitable, then you can always see if, you know, over time it's either something you want to learn, but ideally like if if you don't want to, if you don't want to keep paying for it, if you can train someone to do it in house, but at least if you have a a good framework for someone that really know what they're doing, it's much easier to test the idea because the problem is if you're playing around with it yourself, if it's not making you money, you don't really know if it's because you don't know what you're doing or if it's because, you know, it, it just won't work or you, you don't know. And it's the same thing. Like a lot of these time things, you can, you can go and pay for an expert to do it sort of once off and, and actually test out, does it work? Like, and the same with, with things like email marketing, right? Like it, it's very... It's very easy to, uh, relatively easy to find a company that are pretty good at what they do and, and at least get a basic framework. And yeah. the beautiful thing with email, as example, is, you know, if you have a good email flow, you don't necessarily need to constantly update, right? And yeah. Like you can use, uh, like a lot of the clients we work with generally, like, you know, they they have a sort of set yearly calendar. And obviously, you know, every year for Christmas, they have a specific flow. They obviously go in and update the products and update things a little bit. But, you know, the flow of things is generally very much the same and so on. So it 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 isn't that difficult and it, it doesn't necessarily always need to be that expensive, right? Yeah. And, you know, even just you mentioned email marketing, but that to me, I thought I was doing a pretty okay job at that. And, but I was like, okay, with, you know, that little bit of extra money that came in on COVID, I was like, right, let's hire somebody. And then I realized how much I wasn't doing. Like, I was like, oh, I never would have thought of that. That's so clever, you know? So, yeah, so definitely, you know, just even that example, there's, they just, that expertise just is going to open up things and you know that like I never I never would have thought of so yep that totally makes sense yeah so any any particular other advice for for people who are sort of within the first couple of years of their business like any any other sort of key things that you feel you have learned that you really want to share with with others um I think um you know, just sometimes admitting that it's difficult as well. Like I I find when people ask you like how it's going, they really just want a quick in general, people go, How's your business? And they want to go, Yeah, it's fine. And and on the outside it can look, you know, like things are growing really fast. And and they are, but sometimes it's really hard and like trying to so have some, you know, having some people that you can say, 
oh, this is this is a challenge. And, and like being not being afraid to admit when things go wrong, because I've definitely had things where I've got it wrong. Like, again, a really silly thing. I did one of the early sets of like I got the measurements wrong between the waist and the underarm and the thing was completely wrong. But I'd ordered like 400 sets of these pajamas. They were a complete failure, you know, and I was in, I was so embarrassed like that I had because it was such a silly mistake and it was it was on me. Um, but yeah, mistakes happen and, you know, you can bet I'm not going to make that mistake again. So I think, you know, just being able to say, like, admit that you've made mistakes and like be and tell, you know, tell people that when those happen, because it's I've got such comfort from hearing those stories from other people and um, saying, oh, oh, yeah, when I when I've shared that with other business people, they're like, oh, yeah, well, wait till I tell you what I did, you know, and I think that admitting that mistakes happen um this can be very much this mentality about entrepreneurs that you hustle, 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 you don't get anything wrong. And yeah, I don't think that's realistic. I think we all get stuff wrong. So I think if you can be honest about your mistakes, and like I find it with all things in life, actually, the more honest you are with people, the more you hear back that like other people have been through similar things. So I think be open about your mistakes and like definitely it's, it's a cliche, but like you learn so much from them. They are definitely such a such a, a key learning um learning curve those mistakes so yeah and i i love the first thing you said in particular i think so often people are i mean i, I meet lots of business people all the time and you're always like how's business going and it's like oh yeah it's fantastic it's fantastic and half the time you know it's like it's probably not yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but 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 totally i mean what you say like the key thing as well when you have a good network like people love to help right so if you do have issues and you do have challenges like at least my experience is that you know if you actually ask for help and i know many people struggle to do that but if you if you actually share your problems and you ask for help like you are a lot more likely to get it if you just sit around hoping for things to automatically sort themselves out that's that's often yeah. less likely to happen so. yeah 100 percent. and again it, it was a little bit difficult for me as a teacher because sometimes as a teacher you're you are kind of like you're you're so used to doing everything for yourself and you know like sometimes in a day I hardly speak to another adult when I was teaching and so that sort of asking for help initially was a bit of a was a bit of a strange one for me um but I got really good at it and I also got good at like you know like even the asking and I used to terrify me that if somebody if I asked someone for help and they said no or you know down to like sometimes offering influencers my product on Instagram and the first time somebody said oh you know your product isn't for me I was like mortified and I was so embarrassed and you know and I was like oh this product is clearly a disaster and then you know you step back and you're like that's fine that that's fair you know that's their prerogative and and then the next time it happens when somebody says no to something you're like okay this is part and parcel of it and then yeah, now it's it's not, you know, I still don't love it, but, it, you know, that when you get a no from somebody, it's not the end of the world. You're like, this is just part of the process, I think. So Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Excellent, Sinead. Any particular resources you want to share with the audience here before we finish off? Like any resources that have been super helpful for you? or the last- um, One of the podcasts and books I've listened to, I'm sure you've heard, Eve, you know, The One Thing, um, the, I find that's, super I think middle of last year when things were really picking up for us um and I was still pretty much working completely by myself I was doing it all by myself and that was super I was like what am I trying to do this month okay one thing and how are we getting to it so 
I found that uh, podcast and book super, super helpful. Um, and um, the John Lee DeMass book, um, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. Yeah. That's a really good one as well. Again, you know, it's just kind of niching down. Like for me, I guess, you know, I keep coming back to that, like, what's our one thing that sells all the time? What's our one, you know, so like our classic white t-shirt and you're kind of going all roads lead back to that, you know, come back to the, come back to the basics of the thing. So to me, they were two that I found, I found super, super useful. Um, and um, the the JLD podcast as well, the Entrepreneurs on Fire, I found that really, really good. Just, you know, what I think in all of these, uh, I'm, I'm a like a fanatic podcast listener. I listen to so many and you know what? there's just often one thing in each podcast and you're like, oh, I can use that or that gives you a little bit of a motivation or that just, you know, that you resonate with. So I, I found, you know, we're incredibly lucky, I guess, today, how much we can access in terms of podcasts and YouTube and all those things. So yeah, just find, you know, find your niche uh, on in podcasts and things like that and go and you will be able to access so much information that is, you know, free. Totally, totally. And I think uh, so. One one of my one of my biggest learning points have been uh, finding a good balance. So I've I've I'm sort of planning in time to learn and planning in time to action because I think uh, depending on people's personality, like some people love learning a lot and struggle to actually put it into action. Yeah. So I, I I know for myself, I I need to have a pretty solid, solid sort of limitation on my learning. So I don't just uh, spend my entire life sitting yeah, listening and that's learning. Actually, that's actually so true. It's so funny you should say that because only recently I was thinking, I was like, I feel a little bit overloaded with all the information I'm taking over. And then the while, like there was a point where I was only listening to the One Thing podcast and that was really good because the message is so simple. It's, it's like one thing and you keep coming backwards sometimes when you're taking it in from too many areas it's easy to get distracted again and sort of lose that focus so yeah awesome Sinead if people are eager to get hold of you or connect with you what's the best way to do that and so our website is arloblue.com and that's where you will find all of our lovely products and we're on instagram at arloblueapparel um, and um, Facebook, the same name. So that's where we're at. And yeah, we're 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 there, and we're we're always ready to chat. Awesome. Well, Nate, thank you very much for joining me today. It was awesome having you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. It's actually the first podcast I've been invited to speak on, so it was lovely to chat. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. And to the audience, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.